Hello and welcome. You are listening to the teaching ministry of Coastal Oaks Church in Rockport, Texas. It is our hope that you will be encouraged and that your desire to follow Jesus Christ will be challenged and strengthened as you listen to this podcast. For more information on location, service times, and what to expect on your next visit, go to coastaloakschurch.org. Now, grab your Bible and study along with us as you listen. You can be seated. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. Just going to read a few passage, few verses in this passage of Scripture. Uh, even before I asked Dennis and Carla to share, God interrupted my morning and said, I want you to forget about the message on the Word, and I want you just to go to the Word in Matthew and talk about Joseph and his disappointment. Often I was met this morning, happens every year after Christmas, how was your Christmas, how was your Christmas, and sometimes you can see people put on a face that their Christmas wasn't that great, but they kind of smile and say, it was a great Christmas. We're not asking about the gifts you got, but how was your, your time of celebration, and often behind those, yes, it was good, yes, we had a great time with family, there are hurts and disappointments that we deal with at this time of year. So maybe you had one of those Christmases. In the movie Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase is there and all the family comes and it's total chaos when they show up at his doorstep, if you've seen that movie, and it's terrible. It's just, it's, it's chaos. And he smiles and says, this is what Christmas is all about. Maybe that's the way it was in your home. And I, I want you to look at the life of Joseph with me briefly today and see how he had, he was set up for one of the greatest disappointments of his life, but how God got in the middle of it. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his, Mary, his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Before they were officially married. Before it was okay for them to be intimate. It was discovered that Mary is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. And an engagement in those days was a year of betrothal. It was a, a year of watching. The, the couple would say, we're committed to one another because our parents have arranged this marriage. And it, it was a contract that could only be broken by a divorce or an annulment. And for that year, the, the wife, the bride, would stay with her parents and the groom would stay with his parents. And they would not be able to come together as husband and wife, wife but they would be watched and observed. And if it, after that year of purity proved that she was pure, then the marriage would be consummated. So her husband... Being a righteous man did not want to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had discovered these things, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what the prophet what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now look at verse 24. When Joseph got up from sleeping, as he did as the Lord's angel commanded him, he married her, but did not know her intimately until she gave birth to a son, and they named him, he named him Jesus. Just a few brief statements about disappointment where Joseph was and discovering that this woman that he's engaged to 
This virgin that he's engaged to is now pregnant and about to give birth to a child. And you're Joseph. What are you thinking of Mary? You're probably thinking the worst. You're probably thinking, who has she been with? How could she betray me? Why would she do that to me? And the hurt and the overwhelming grief of the situation would come upon Joseph, I'm sure. Came upon him, I'm sure. Here's the first thing I want to say this morning. Don't rush too quickly to judge the person who's disappointed you. Don't do like Joseph could have done. Don't rush to to judge that person. I don't know who disappointed you this year. Maybe it took place 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and you're still dealing with it. Don't judge that person who's disappointed you. Immediately, Joseph says, okay, something's wrong. I'm going to divorce her secretly because I don't want to be a part of this. But before he could... The Bible says, look at verse 20, after he considered these things, that word considered means struggled with these things. I believe Joseph went to the Lord. He probably asked this question, God, I don't understand why this happened to Mary, and I don't know what's going on, but God, I'm available, and I'm listening to you. Don't be too quick to judge that person. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what's going on. Joseph had no idea when he got the news that Mary was pregnant, that God was doing all that stuff behind the scenes. Before you respond to that person, that injustice, that disappointment, that one person who's done something wrong against you, prayerfully go to the Lord and consider those things. I believe in Joseph's considering in that struggle in verse 20, that's where the angel comes to him in answer to his prayer. Basically, Joseph is saying, God, how should I respond to this? By the way, we've been reading this story our whole lives, and we know, we know what's going on, and we know what God was doing behind the scenes, but Joseph didn't. There had never been a virgin birth. There had never been this interruption of his life. But he goes to the Lord, and basically he's saying, God, how should I respond to this struggle? Don't rush too quickly to judge that person who's offended you that family member or friend who's hurt you, go to the Lord with it. Third thing I'd say is trust God's guidance in the midst of this. By the way, when we go to the Lord, sometimes what he says to us isn't what we wanted to hear. I'm sure Joseph would have loved to be here. Joseph, you're free. Divorce her. Go on. Have your own life. But instead, God says, Joseph, this, this disappointment, this This interruption in your life, it's all about what I'm doing, Joseph. Are you ready? He struggled with that, but the angel appears to him, and I love how Joseph trusts the Lord. When the Lord tells him through this angel, this is what I'm doing. Your wife is, what has been conceived in her, verse 20, uh, 20, is of the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You're going to name him Jesus. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. Joseph, this is bigger than you. Trust me in this. By the way, Joseph trusted the Lord with just a word from one angel. God's given us his whole word to trust him in. He says, trust me. Yeah, but you don't know what that person did to me. I don't, but God does. God says, trust me in this. Trust God's guidance. And I feel like today what God wants us to hear is this. Respond in a spirit of forgiveness. 
I'm sure Joseph may had had to go to Mary. Mary and say to her, Mary, I, I initially thought you were unfaithful to me. I was wrong, Mary. Will you forgive me? We need to respond in a spirit of forgiveness. Someone said unforgiveness is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Forgiving someone doesn't mean what they did to you was all right. We have that, that misunderstanding. that if I, if I say I'm going to forgive that person, that means what they did to me was okay. It doesn't mean it was okay. Many of you have been offended and hurt. Many of you have been abused. And, and to forgive that person is not to say what they did to you was okay. It wasn't. But what you're saying is, I am no longer going to be in bondage and bitterness and hold that and be the judge of that person. That's God's, that's God's responsibility. By the way, if you want that person to get what they deserve, leave them in God's hands. What better place? God can deal with it. Respond in a spirit of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a decision, but it's a process. Somebody says, well, time heals all wounds. Sort of. That's a half-truth. Not to deal with it doesn't heal the wound, but time of you processing and working through the grief of the, the hurt will bring healing. Forgiveness, yes, is a decision. I'm not going to hold it over you any longer, what you did to me, what you said about me, how you treated my kids, what you said about my spouse. I'm no longer going to hold that over you. It's going to take a while for me to work through it. That's okay. That's what forgiveness is. Just leave it with God. I, I don't want to sound trite and simple and give you the spiritual Jesus answer. My kids call that a Jesus juke. When you slide Jesus into a conversation. Trust God. But, but really, I am saying that to say, God, I'm leaving that with you. I'm, I'm laying it to your feet in just a minute. We're going to have a time of commitment. And maybe you just need to come here and get on your knees and say, God, right there, I'm leaving it with you. I can't handle it anymore. I can't carry this any longer. I can't go through another Christmas with this unforgiveness. God, I leave it at your feet. And then obey. The Bible says in verse 24, when Joseph got up from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel commanded him, and he married her. He said, God, you're up to something here, and I'm a part of your plan, and I'm going to get involved in that. I don't know what that means, but here I am. Well, there's so much more I could say. Other people could have said, Joseph, what are you doing, man? Mary's been unfaithful. Joseph would have to say, you know what? I don't care what you all think. I'm, I'm obeying God in this. Your family may say, don't forgive them. Stay mad at them. They don't have any right. God says, forgive. The debt's been canceled. By the way, who are we to say that, that God can't forgive them, that we shouldn't forgive them? God forgave you, didn't he? Well, yeah, but I wasn't as bad as they were. So? Billy Graham could say that about all of us, probably. God, don't save those rascals at Coastal Oaks Church. I'm a lot better than they are. Don't forgive them. 
I just want to say this morning, let's focus on the cross and the forgiveness because that Emmanuel, God with us, man, he was coming to die on the cross to save us from our sins, to forgive us. There's another Joseph in Scripture. In the book of Genesis, remember the story? Joseph was the favored child, and his father loved him more than the other siblings. And so the other siblings sold him into slavery and ended up in Egypt and he ended up in prison. And uh, it was terrible. He was forgotten. He was accused of adultery when he was innocent. His whole life was turned upside down, and years went by. And Joseph ended up being in charge of Egypt, basically. And his brothers come, and it's revealed to them that the one in charge is now their brother. And what, is, what does Joseph say? It's okay, guys. I forgive you. You meant this for evil. You sold me into slavery for evil, but God meant it for good. I don't know what God's up to in your life, but he wants to work things for his glory. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes, like Joseph, we just have to say, okay, I'm going to step up to the plate, and everybody's going to say I'm wrong, but I'm going to do, God, what you say to do. Just do it. and Let God bring healing and forgiveness. Wouldn't it be great today if whatever disappointments you had, maybe they have nothing to do with family, maybe it's a career, maybe it's the way your life has ended up, maybe... Whatever it is, if you would just say to the Lord today, God, I, I give those disappointments to you. You're bigger than all this stuff. Pray with me. Lord, we ask today that we could respond as Joseph did when he listened to the word of the angel, took Mary to be his wife, that he could be a part of your perfect plan. God, I pray today that if there are some here who need Christ as Savior, that they would open their hearts to you for salvation. Receiving the forgiveness of God, to have it set over them, the debt's been paid. You don't have to pay the price for your sins. Christ did it. Lord, some today just may need to be on their knees before you, saying, God, I give you that relationship, that disappointment, that hurt, that struggle, that pain, God, I give it to you today. Bring healing. Lord, we ask today that you would have your will during these moments. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Would you stand to your feet as these folks lead us in a hymn of commitment? If you need Christ as Savior, I'll be right here. But the invitation is bigger than that. You need to be on your knees giving God whatever it is. You come right now. Let's 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 respond in obedience as we sing.
Can I invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes? We'll be through in just a moment. God's not through. Several people coming to make commitments. Some leaving burdens. Don't let this opportunity go by. It's a great place to leave stuff right here. Just still in an attitude of prayer. I'm going to be quiet. If you need to come, you come. If you need help, if you need somebody to pray with you, we'll be right here. If you need Christ as Savior, you come. 